uh, and everything <laughs> behind me. I'm not even going to show you my background. It's on blur for a reason, but it, it's gray out there. So, um. <laughs> so, so guys, we just got, guys, we just got live on social media. We're, we're doing the, the typical British thing about um, comparing uh, weather. Let, let's let's do that. So I'm in Bury St. Edmunds. I've just walked the uh, Beanstalk office dogs and I got drenched. Keegan, where are you, please? I'm down in Surrey uh, at the moment. So, but still under that big gray cloud that continually hangs over England. But yeah, we're all good. Excellent. And our movie star, Clarence, where are you today, please? I am in Spain, in Huelva. I'm on my way to Sevilla. Excellent. And Clarence, everyone, is on his own personal train, aren't you, Clarence? <laughs> it is not a personal train. I'm on a public train. <laughs> oh, no. oh, we, we, we nearly had to do that. And Graham, where, where are you today? You look south of Bogna Regis. Where are you, Graham? I am in uh, Zimbabwe. Um, I'm about two hours directly north of uh, Harare, where I'm sitting on the farm today. Excellent. Beautiful sunshine outside. <laughs> right, this is the bit where we cut you off. <laughs> we're, very, we're very jealous of you. Right, guys, we're, we're all, all live on all the social media. My banker lights have, uh, have come live. We're, we're going we're gonna to have a really eclectic, let's go for that word, eclectic broadcast today uh, with some key individuals from uh, Zimbabwe. Um, horticulture and uh, agriculture and the reason for this or oh, come on Keegan what, why are we doing this come on Keegan yeah basically the reason for this is that I believe that Zim has uh, exponential potential in uh, the horticultural scene and in produce and exporting that and I I feel like it just needs some some exposure into the UK and European markets and I feel as if uh, people are generally not great at marketing I mean farmers have a million jobs farmers are accountants and they're uh, bookkeepers and their lawyers and their farmers and their mechanics and everything else so um, time for marketing doesn't usually make that hit list so I just think that everybody could use a bit of positive uh, marketing from that point of view and I think there's real potential in the Zim markets and that's something that I'm keen to explore and learn a bit more about and I think that that's something that retailers over this side will definitely be interested in. Excellent. Well, well done. And everyone, just to tell you how this all came about, um, I was uh, very lucky to be involved with the MDS, Management Development Services uh, Conference, um, uh, late late last year. Um, and Keegan was there um, as part of uh, uh, the MDS cohort, winning yet another award. Um, and I interviewed uh, uh, Keegan and I thought there's something really interesting about this young man. Um, I love Zim in my travels in, in through, through Africa. I've always seen Zim as the land of milk and honey um, and, and uh, seen some of the successes that had in previous years and picking up that it's, it's theirs. It's the, the bounty is there to be had again for everyone in Zim and, and those that will benefit from uh, the agriculture and uh, horticultural products from, from Zim. Uh, Keegan and I are really keen to promote it. And we're planning a trip out to Zim in late April to, to film and to photograph the best of the best of, um, of Zim um, horticulture. We've got some really uh, good key partners already lined up. So we've got likes of Harper Adams University behind us, MDS uh, Management De Development Services. Um, also, uh, we've got um, uh, the uh, Zimbabwe Horticultural Council, uh, Development Council, uh, Linda and her team are behind us as well. So we're, we're very excited about this. So as part of this, we're doing this broadcast just to get a better understanding and get, get a feel as to what's going on with, the, with Zim uh, Horticulture. Just going to go to Clarence first, because Clarence is on his train and we might lose him as he as he ducks through um, Spain, through all the tunnels and things. Clarence, could you just introduce yourself and tell us what you do in Zimbabwe and why and why you've been in Europe? Clarence, over to you. 
Okay. So my name is Lawrence Mali. I'm uh, I'm 100% Zimbabwean. I grew up and I live and work in Zimbabwe. My primary business uh, over a long time, 16 years, has been to help commercial farmers meet international requirements for access into export markets. So, uh, for example, if a farmer is growing a crop for Tesco, they they the certain requirements like the global gap and SMETA and all the audits that they have to do. I have always been the person that helps them um, for a long time. And in the process, in the back of that, I realized that there was a big gap, uh, especially when the blueberries were introduced into the market for small scale farmers to also access these uh, international markets. So I formed another company called Tuminda that uh, supports small scale farmers to export their crops into the EU and UK. So we have a pack house in Arare. We aggregate small volumes of peas, uh, a little bit of blueberries, and we export into the EU and UK. I've just been in, I'm just in Spain now after a trip to the Fruit Logistica. Um, uh, I've come to Spain to try and learn about the new varieties that we're bringing to Zimbabwe for blueberries and to try and learn the model that they use where a group of small scale farmers come together. They employ a technical team that manages their their business and they become they can work for the cooperative and they all uh, put their their crop into one big pack house and they export as a big as a big uh, company company collectively so that is what I'm doing I'm currently on a train to Sevilla uh, it's interesting for me having grown up in Africa to see this part of uh, of Europe so yeah that's why I'm here thank you Excellent. And Kyle, so if it's okay to ask you, just conscious that we might lose you because of the tunnels, uh, for you, what does success look like for your business and also for Zimbabwe? Sorry, please say that again. What does success look like for your business in fresh produce? And um, what does success look like for Zimbabwe in fresh produce? Very recently, things have started to look very positive. Uh, the markets have accepted us. They, they accept that small-scale farmers uh, can also export, they can also meet the requirements. So it's really looking promising for us, but we always have to be careful. And there, there we go, everyone. I, I think we, we, might, we might lose. Here you go, Clarence. I am here, I can hear parts of you. Uh, but yes, we're, the train is moving so fast, we, we don't have trains that move this fast in Africa. Well, Clarence, well, well does. But, uh, we love having Jeopardy on these uh, on these broadcasts, but I think we got the, the main main thing. That, Graham, do you see that as well as, as to what Clarence is stating, that um, uh, things are looking more positive for the future? What do you think, Graham? <clears throat> Most definitely. Um, you know, Zim, Zim has, has, has really has just so much to offer um, <clears throat> in terms of, uh, you know, we just have a fantastic climate. Um, um, you know, we can grow crops uh, all year round. Um, the farmers in the sort of the late 80s and 90s had invested a lot in stored water, which is obviously the key to, which is obviously the key to to any sort of enterprise. So there's a tremendous amount of stored water in Zimbabwe as to compared to what is in South Africa. Um, um, competitively, I think we can compete with 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 anywhere in the world, um, and I I just believe we just have so much to offer to offer in this in in this space. Yeah, yeah, Graham. Well done. I always remember that from my travels in Africa. That's would be interesting to see what you think to this. That the three most important things uh, in Africa for making a success in farming horticulture is is uh, in no particular order is um, uh, soil, people, and water. 
the, so that's a really good point that you make about the about the water element. Um, I, I interviewed um, Justin Chadwick from the uh, Citrus Growers Association of Southern Africa from from Berlin. Uh, last week and he was so happy that the the dams are full in in, uh, in south africa uh, currently the celebrations that were had last last year he said have never been see, seen before uh, but then they've had some very um, excuse the pun uh, dry years so i for, forgot that about the infrastructure within within uh, within zimbabwe graham can you just um, give us a bit of a pricey as to who you are what your background is and and talk to us about about your farming business please sure um so i'm born and bred um, born and bred a zimbabwean um, I went to school here. I actually went to university at uh, in Hop Adams, and I actually did uh, an agriculture marketing and and business degree. Um, you know, my dad always said to me, you know, we can we can teach you how to farm, but we can never teach you how to market. Um, so I was always mm -hmm. very thankful that that he pushed me into that space. Um, I came back from the UK in 1997, and we obviously went through 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 our our turmoils, but we, we're still here and we're still farming. Um, I generally believe that um, that uh, land is no longer an issue in Zimbabwe. And that's the reason why we felt very, very confident in making our decision and wanting to go into orchard orchard farming, or, or, you know, which is such a long-term, such yeah. a long-term investment. Um, we very first started our orchards in 2019. Um, so we planted 55 hectares of avocados in 2019. And where we are currently to date is we are 145 hectares of avocados planted. And then we are also 80 hectares of soft citrus, which we started in 2022. Um, specifically, a, a variety called Nadorkot, which is um, which is from Morocco. It's the new seedless uh, sweet easy peeler. Um, they've become a, you know, one of the biggest sellers in, in UK and European markets, um, which has just been huge for us. Um, and it's a fantastic variety. Um, and you know, as I said, we we are just blessed with a with a with a, a beautiful climate, beautiful water. We have a, a highly skilled and educated workforce, um, which is which is always a must. Um, and um, you know, we will we will go from hopefully from strength to strength. Um, one of our one of our our, our biggest things is is that we have land, we have opportunity, and there's just so much more that we can do. Great. Well, well done. I, I think I, I think you could have promoted that in, in any any better way. Just do me one one favor. Just with the likes of avocados and citrus, can you just give us a, an understanding as to how long it takes from planting to harvest? Because I had to do this with a supermarket buyer a few years ago. That um, and it wasn't his fault, but he, he was just under the assumption that you could plant plant at the top of the year and you'd have a crop by the end of the year. Great, Graham's with me on this one. Just so, what's what's the, what's the time span? It's a, it's I I tell you what it's uh nobody really educated me at the time of when I first went into it you know when you plant in 2019 and you only really realize uh, uh your you know we will reap our first year on on avocados this year um and it's now 2024 you know and even then we're only going to get 150 tons um off the first 55 that's ready um, and on the Nodorkots um, or the soft citrus that we planted in 2020, um, this is our very first big um, harvest year. We'll probably reap about 500 tons. Sure, things are going to get exponential, and and you know that we're at the bottom of the hockey curve, so to speak, and and our volumes are going up. But it's it's a very tough business to establish because you are putting in money for for three to four years. Uh, you've got to grow the crop. You've got to look after the crop. Yeah. And on top of that, um, 
then somebody comes and tells you that you must put in a pack shed, which uh, oh. <laughs> which also which also dents your 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 wallet somewhat and uh, becomes um, you know it becomes really really challenging. Um, but we, it's, it's a step that you have to take and, and, and yeah, unfortunately that's where we are in, in the process. Yep. Graham, thank you. Josh, I'm not going to say you're late because we know you're, you're, you're very busy and, and we know we're just, we're throwing you under the bus on this one, but just introduce yourself to a few thousand people. Josh, over to you. Oh, Josh, Josh, just, just there's those words. Turn your microphone on, bottom left hand corner, you're in. Well <laughs> that always helps. Go on, Josh. Yeah, brilliant. Sorry, you know us farmers, um, <laughs> we always uh, leave our mics off and uh, we always find ourselves under the bus or the tractor <laughs> or the hailstorm or whatever it may be. In <laughs> but it is wonderful to be here. Thank you for um, for having me on. Um, yeah, I'm Josh and we farm paprika in Zimbabwe. We, um, wow. we grow it ourselves. We contract other farmers from around to grow Um we have small scale growers, we do some organic, we do uh, normal, conventional, um, we process. Um, we've even got a bit of smoked paprika that we're working on at wow. the moment. Wow, okay. smoked, yeah. And so uh, Josh, that, Josh where's, where's your end market? So our end market currently is, um, majority of it goes to Germany and the States, and um, a little bit goes to Spain, and yeah, that's basically it. Okay. And I, I asked Clarence and, um, and Graham before you kindly hopped on as to what does success look like for their business? What does success look like for Zimbabwe horticulture? Are you, are you positive about the future of your own business and that of uh, Zim horticulture? Come on, Josh, back to us. And he's frozen on us. So, so Keegan, um, I, I'm just going to do a bit of a mad comparison here. There was a, a conference recently in um, in the UK. I'm going to name it. It's the Norfolk Farming Conference. And it has about 300 uh, farmers there. And they all, all sort of vaguely look the same. And they all do the same thing. They all grow um, arable cropping. And you look at the cohort of individuals that that, uh, that you've, you've garnered here, um, uh, Keegan. You've got Josh with uh, with paprika. You've got Graham with um, avocado and, uh, and citrus. And, and Clarence with uh, with blueberries. It, is this normal in Zimbabwe to have such a mixture of people? Yeah, I think so, Max. And I think what's important here is that everybody's hungry to look at alternative markets. Everybody's hungry to look at alternative crops. Uh, and as, as Graham pointed out, we have the climate to grow it. We have the geography to grow it. So um, there are exponential options in Zim. We just need to sort out the marketing and we need to sort out the route to market and, and access those uh, overseas markets. So in in terms of a Zimbabwean context, yes, it's normal. Everybody's uh, <laughs> dabbling and trying everything under the sun. Uh, you might not see that in other regions. Lots of regions, as you say, maybe in Spain, are specifically geared to set up uh, one specific crop and and one market. And I don't think that's the situation in Zim, just because of where we're located as well. I just think that we have got access to so many different markets, uh, and we are just well geographically located that we can we can look at all the crops under the sun and we can look at what works better, best in our individual context. So that's kind of the pre, the primary objective of this trip as well. Just go out there and not focus on one specific crop, but to yeah. have a look at what is available and what can grow and what we can increase as well. So definitely an exploratory trip here. 
Yeah, well done. Uh, Graham, just coming back to yourself with your the, the marketing degree that you did at uh, did at Harper. What's your take on global um, horticulture, fresh produce marketing? And, and then look, looking at within within Zim, if, if I if I could give you the proverbial magic wand, how could we get uh, more uh, kids, families, consumers to consume more fresh produce? And I suppose more, more, more importantly, to consume more Zimbabwe fresh produce. Graham, what do you think? So I think one of our one of our biggest barriers to to entry into 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 this market is is finance, and I'm sure Josh uh, and Clarence will, will probably say the same thing, and it's and it's access to long term finance. Um, that 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 is a tricky thing in Zim. It's just where we are financially. It it's a hard thing to get. Um, we need to try and get as much buy in as we can from from our from from internationals. Um, to try and buy into us, Zim is, is traditionally seen as as possibly not as safe a place to invest. Um, so the, uh, hence, because of that, the interest rates that we get charged are exorbitant, really? um, and that's and that's one of our biggest uh, things that 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 most farmers here, uh, um, you know, uh, um, face. You know, we we very much want to do sort of. Um, the, the the spoken wheel sort of thing where you know we as I said you know we're surrounded by so much land and so much water and and we need to try and 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 get the buy in from from our consumers and and from um, from lending things outside the country to to get access to offshore finance that's yeah. sort of the, the the you know one of the biggest things that 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 that, that stop the, the, this development. You know, you look at most of the blueberry projects and, and look at what I've done myself. You know, I've, I've had to partnership up with a company called um, Blue Agri. Um, and, and also we've got a bit of local finance, but it's, 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 it's not long-term money. You know, uh, Zim, you know, the most that you can get here is probably um, 48, 48 month money, which is, which, yeah. which is tough when you're looking at a long-term project where, where your repayments really are only in year, seven eight nine and ten that's yeah. that's realistically where you're looking at breaking evening yeah. um and in terms of the market you know i think you know the beauty about where we where where zim is in in comparison even to south africa and to other parts of the world is that we hit a certain space when i say that we hit a certain space we hit our timings are right um so for avocados we are before this we are just before south africa um, and the biggest thing is also that we are before Peru. Um, yeah, well so yeah. our crop our crop comes in March uh, and April. So we can be um, we can be hitting um, Europe, you know, the, the the back end of uh, of May. And generally, the shipments from Peru come in the middle of of June and July. Yeah. So we 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 hitting a space. And the same is also for the for the soft citrus, where I am here um, because I'm so much further north than anywhere in South Africa. I'm um, I'm probably three to four weeks ahead wow. with, with this very specific variety, yeah. and it's all about timing. Hey, um, yeah. you know, same with the blueberries. I'm sure Clarence will say that too. Um, you know, last year uh, the the blueberry guys had a corker purely because we were in and out before um, South America comes in, which is our yeah. biggest, which is our biggest competition. So geographically, you know, and and from a marketing point of view, we 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 follow a certain space, which is important. Um, to um, you know, to the to the big supermarkets in the UK yeah. because obviously they want continuity of supply. Um, yeah. You know, traditionally Israel supplies in March, April, 
and obviously with what's going on there, you know, everything is everything uh, everything is a window. Yeah. Um, okay. And 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 Zim hits a certain window globally, which which is yeah. very important. Well, well done. So, so are you in some ways calling out for investment, external investment to come into Zim? I'll, I'll give you a couple of examples. Uh, the likes of you, you mentioned the likes of Peru, uh, the fresh produce sector uh, saved Peruvian the Peruvian economy, if not the country, because of the investment that uh, that, that came in. I can think of some um, other countries um, and also institutions. The likes of Harvard University, it's well known, invested over two hundred million in, in avocado in in um, um, South America. Um, and and the, the 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 Americans or even the UK, the the CDC Commerce Development Council are investing heavily in certain countries in Africa, but I don't think they are in Zim because Zim is not seen to be underdeveloped. But it sounds, Graham, not trying to put words in your mouth, that that we need more external investment to come into Zim to assist Zim to to take itself forward. Absolutely, you've hit the nail on the head. Um, you know, we've we've created, um, and this is sort of our, our, our long term aim is where we are. You know. We've created a center, i.e., that we 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 put in the pack house, and the pack house is is sort of the key to 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 everything. Um, and having the pack house here is now we're looking for outgrows, um, and and specifically trying to hit uh, the, the the small scale sector, um, because it 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 hits a space for 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 everybody. Um, and avocados um, is specifically a crop that 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 you can hit at at, at the small scale sector. Um, you know, much as what Josh was saying, yeah. uh, um, also on, 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 you know, on the paprika, yeah. you know, so we, 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 you know, that's one thing that the, the, the banks, uh, they will lend you money, but it's exorbitant and we yeah. need, uh, we need foreign investment, um, to, to come in here at, at interest rates. And we need guys to come along the journey with us that understand that this is a long-term investment investment, yeah. you know, you, you need money for long-term. Yeah, well, well done. Um, so just to voice a couple of frustrations from me, a few years back, I attended a big conference, um, agricultural farming conference, and they had the vice president of PepsiCo at the time. Um, and uh, one of the uh, very eloquent uh, uh, guests, the there was 500 people there. The Guildhall in London had Princess Anne there. It was a, it was a, it was a very posh do. And this um, uh, guest delegate asked this, uh, this VP of uh, PepsiCo, when are you going to invest in banana businesses? Uh, or it could be avocado business or citrus businesses. And this chap, um, without taking a hesitation, said, when you show me how to make money out of bananas, we'll invest in bananas. And then that gets me on my soapbox about highly processed food. You look at the whole issue that we've got globally around um, diabetes. So this is because uh, so many uh, kids and families are eating uh, very processed food, which is not good for them. And what's the cure for that? Fresh produce, just eating more, more fresh produce. But then the, the likes of you all are on very slim margins, whilst the highly processed foods, because they are they're, they're very well invested and um, they've, they've got marketing, can attract double digit margins. It just seems so unfair. But I just wonder with the with the likes of um, similarity of um, uh, the thing, things picking up within the horticultural sector within within Zim, whether things are going to pick up globally for fresh produce, and you might be able to earn a little bit more. Josh, can we just test your sound to see if um, if that's working again? Go on, Josh. Talk to me. Right. Yeah, so Josh, 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 what's your, what's your take from what Graham and I have just been debating? Do you think we need to see more, more, more investment, external investment in, into Zim, and and do you think that will also help educate uh, uh, the, the consumers to where fresh produce is coming from, so they buy more? What do you think, Josh? So I think um, Max, there's a you know there's a couple of things to consider. Um, Graham, you know that was brilliant, and uh, you know when it comes to fresh produce. Um, you know, if we look at global trends, 
you know, the organic trend per se is growing exponentially um, year on year. Um, sourcing uh, foods that uh, are involved with social awareness um, causes, you know, um, say in small scalers, um, in community developments, in rural developments, school developments, all these kind of things. It's increasing exponentially. So, you know, the truth is, yes, um, a lot of the wrong industries end up getting back because there's just been this, um, you know, there's been a long-term trend, you know, of uh, sugar consumption in increasing per, per se. But I think there's a really, really good space in places like Zimbabwe where we have got things like the fresh produce sector. We have got social awareness. We have got organic we've got community development we've got we've got we've got a lot to offer um you know i think we've got a lot to offer that other places don't and i think in in the fresh um you know the fresh produce although i'd say i'm more in say um spices um but you know shall we say in the health market you know i think it's a beautiful thing and i think investment in in say zim it will it will uh you know it will yield a return um and and i think it's it's something that yeah it's it's really needed eh, max i you know i, I echo what what graham was saying okay and, and josh ross really interested with an individual like you you could work anywhere you you, you got a face that fits new york <laughs> so, so, so the fact that you're you're actually uh want to to be based and invest your time energy and career in zim to me just just highlights the the potential uh clarence can we just change test test your test your sound see how how you're getting on i'm not, I'm not going to leave you on skate on this one Look, I, no, I I'm, I'm here for now yeah excellent and, and clarence um I, we do have an educated audience watching this but um someone's just said could clarence honk the horn of his train to show that he's on a train there, I am on a train. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, well done, well done. So, so, so Clarence, you're, I'm, I'm going to put you down as a, as a marketing guru and what you do within Blueberries. What's your take on it as to how we can further market your your particular product, but also Zimbabwe fresh produce? What, what's the what's the what's the key for success to marketing Zimbabwe fresh produce, please? I think that we. I was listening to Graham speaking earlier, and he said that we we we've come into the market in 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 very privileged times in, uh, with a lot of products, blueberries as well. We are the country that comes into into production uh, first in the whole of the southern hemisphere. So we and we are two months uh, before Peru, we are two months after Peru, and we've now found varieties uh, Dutch varieties that can uh, have two. Uh, harvest seasons in one calendar year. So there's a lot of things that we have to offer. And personally, oh, I, I think that there's been to a few. Yes, can you hear me? I am here. Yeah, keep going. I can you hear me. Yeah. So I was saying Zimbabwean produce have got an organic taste, uh, a very natural taste. I have tasted ginger from China and ginger from other countries and ginger from Zimbabwe. And I can definitely tell you that ginger from Zimbabwe always tastes yeah. better. The blueberries as well. You, uh, Our blueberries taste better. Our blueberries are more natural. Um, and I was I was at a big pack house in here in Spain and I saw how they grade and sort their, their blueberries with high technology machines. 
And at the end of the line, I said, our Zimbabwean uh, uh, workers, uh, great blueberries, better than these machines. And I, I meant it, definitely. You know, we, wow. we, we, we are more raw. We use a lot. We still use our hands. Everything is very natural. Mm-hmm. Uh, a couple of months ago, I posted a video of a colleague of mine in that land using a hoe to fix, uh, to till the ground. And a lot of them around the world say, wow, you still do that? And yet we still do that. So we're, we're very natural. We, we, we don't grow organ, um, uh, genetically modified products in, in Zimbabwe. So I think that is, uh, is, is, is a big market point. You know, the, these are people that are living in Africa that earn very little money that um, if that are trying to work hard to, you know, that are working hard to try and make ends meet. So I always say if we support small-scale farmers and we send a few hundred thousand kids to school through the business that we yeah. create and the, and the connections that we create, we would have achieved more than anything money can achieve. So that is, there's a lot of, even on the commercial farms, the commercial farmers uh, have to have to pay a minimum wage, but the minimum wage is not enough. They still have to give groceries, uh, build a school, try to do things to help the workers. So all of that amounts to how much uh, doing business with Zimbabwe can have uh, an uh, effect on the social side of uh, the workers, the farmers, the small-scale farmers, uh, the Zimbabweans themselves. So when you do that with us, when the world opens the market to us, it really goes a, a long way to helping us develop ourselves socially, economically, and you know we, 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 we have a massive, massive land. We have a very, very good climate. We can grow almost anything. And we 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 listen to what the market uh, wants. You know, we 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 follow the rules. We we we've got good quality. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. Clive's what what Clive's brilliant. Um, Keegan, I'm, I'm learning so much from this. I I, I forgot um about that key point that Graham made about wanting um external investments. So we've got to attract people into Zimbabwe to see the bounties to be had from Zimbabwe, and also also the better on a benefit on a on a business perspective, and also to have clients. Um, to state, there's a couple of bits there. Um, the whole bit about taste, I always forget about taste. Um, I did a, um, a dozen interviews into Fruit Logistica, Fruit Logistica last week from people from Canada, America, and, and South Africa and, and the UK. And all of them was, were mentioning the same thing about taste, that if you can get a, a young kid interested in say tomatoes or citrus or avocados at a young age you've got them you've got you've got them uh, for, um, for 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 life so that whole bit um Keegan of getting that taste um and and uh, the, the, this other element that clients just picked up about that if we can somehow educate the consumer that if they're buying product from lights of Zimbabwe they're not just buying an avocado they're doing good rather than buying a blinking Pop-Tart uh, that's doing good to, to no one, to buy an avocado or citrus or paprika or blueberries from, from Zimbabwe, um, Keegan, it's actually going to benefit all of those people in Zimbabwe. So, so how do we, Keegan, how do we get that message out to the consumer or even to the retailer to start to, start to inform people that if you buy Zimbabwe produce, it's actually doing good for the whole country? Keegan, what's the answer? Yeah, I think just to go back one step, I think for a while, Everybody was investing in these large monocultures and uh, high, uh, highly mechanized uh, agriculture, highly, um, highly uh, inputted agriculture with lots of pesticides and such. And yes, there's a place for that. But I think everybody's waking up, especially in the first world, that it's not the only way to go. And there are, there are 
significant growing regions which do it differently and which possibly do it better for their context. So uh, definitely Zimbabwe has got some of the nicest tasting fruit, some of the nicest tasting veg as well. Um, it's a pity we don't have somebody on here doing, doing veg uh, as well, but it, it is lovely, lovely produce. And I, I always enjoy eating it. And I think people are waking up to that uh, in the markets. And I think that's not for us to tell the market what they want. I think they've realized what they want and they just don't know how to get that. But at the same time, Zimbabwe has that. And that's where I see the potential. And that's where I got excited about this conversation when when I first met you and got to chatting about this, this whole trip. And I think we've got, we've got a market that doesn't know uh, where the produce is coming from, or where they can find it. But at the same time, we've got people hungry to provide that produce and to provide those volumes. So uh, context is ideal. It's just about linking those up. Yeah, well done. Um, I'm sure you all watched the Super Bowl um, over, over the last, last couple of days. And uh, the, the IFPA, International Fresh Produce Association, have been rolling out this stats that it's, uh, it, it costs 7 million uh, US to have a 30 second advert. And um, with that 7 million, what good you could actually do by putting uh, fresh produce on uh, plates of school children um, in, in, in America? I keep on going back to this uh, this phrase, Josh, this this, this ma magic dust, dust. Whether it be your um, your your product, your your paprika, or in, any other the horticulture products that that we're talking about, have you got a view as to how we can um, turn turn on the taps, get people even more excited about Zimbabwe uh, fresh produce and and herbs and other other products? Josh, what do you think? How how can we get people excited about about the product from Zim? So I think honestly. Um... Max, you and Keegan are, are answering that question by what you do. You know, um, you first got to hear of it and then you've got to taste it. And um, what you guys are both doing, um, or shall we say, uh, there's more, more than you, your team is doing. Um, I think it is, it's the start. It's the, um, it's the ball that gets the momentum going, you know. I think uh, especially when you, when you come and you see, you know, you won't just see um, an avocado, you'll see Graham's farm, you'll see small scale producers, you'll see schools, you know, you won't just see blueberries, you know, you're going to see, you know, when I worked, um, I went to university in the UK and I worked in, uh, in with Berry World um, for a while. And um, it was interesting because we traced down their best commercial farmers, blueberries, their best commercial farmers um, to Zimbabwe. Hands down, wow. their best commercial farmers are based in Zimbabwe. And I'm not sure if I'm allowed to share names or anything, so I won't. But, you know, you're not just going to see blueberries. You're going to see a world of, um, you know, of like a different type of like um, organic agriculture. You're going to see a different world of sustainable agriculture. You're going to see the way that, you know, Clarence uses pests and you know, when you come and see paprika, it's not just paprika, it's farmers that have absolutely no other income. Um, and we give them a crop, you know, to grow, a fantastic crop. And they grow, you know, like Clarence said, with with hose, you know, they grow, you know, with, with manure, they grow, you know, we, we teach communities how to put up owl boxes and how it's, it's with nature. It's, it's not just a product it's a you know i think what you're doing is you're getting the ball rolling people have to see it and then we hope that people get to taste it because the proof is in the pudding you know um 
So I honestly think that what's happening here is exactly what we need. We need exposure. We need media. We need to see it. And then by the grace of God, we, you know, we hope that people can, especially in the UK, you know, can, can taste the stuff and yeah. can um, experience it, you know, um, yeah. themselves. Yeah. Josh, well, well, well done, because you, you sort of answered my, my my point, my question, that that's one of the reasons why I, I had this conversation with, with Keegan, that if we can do a little within our, our network, and if that then creates, I hate, hate the blinky <clears throat> phrase, but an Instagrammer uh, within the food sector, um, who's, who's very well connected to, to just see um, the, the the potential and use that as a catalyst, and, and they to make a, a request of, of us or uh, the the horticulture development council like your way to come and do it. Do, 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 you can see how Josh that that would potentially um, snowball. But likewise, Graham, just come, coming back to yourself, um, if we could use this exercise of coming out to Zim and seeing the, the best of the best um, to get, um, I'm, I'm, th I'm already thinking of funds I know that have always been hesitant about investing in Africa, but they, they, they'd only ever look at South Africa. They would, they would never go further north, but I'd be really keen for them to get involved with this, this, this trip. And so that they, Graham, at the end of the day, people buy from people, don't they? And if they if they can meet with the likes of yourself and, and your, your your farming colleagues and, and see the potential. Um, Graham, it'd be quite, quite exciting if we can get um, those, those uh, fresh produce buyers um, <clears throat> in, in the UK and, 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 and Europe and globally to be excited about the potential of Zim not having seen it. But likewise, Graham, um, getting funds, perhaps wanting to come and do an exploratory trip just to learn more, more about the sector. Graham, would that, would that excite you? Is there, should, should we go for gold here? Is there anything else that we should be looking to get apart from investments and uh, apart from uh, supermarket buyers? What, what else should we, we be going for, Graham? You know, absolutely, um, Max. You know, I think one thing that, you know, Josh also hit on, on the head is that we all have a story to tell. Um, you know, we are all privately funded farmers. Um, we, we're not a big, you know, we're not a big corporation. So all the money that, that, that we make we, we generally, through our nature in Zim, is we invest back in the farm. And what does that mean? So that means more hectares planted. So that means more, I employ more people. Um, I'm able to contribute more to, way, way more to the community. We, we um, you know, Clarence uh, earlier alluded to wages. You know, the, the wages that we, that, that we pay in the horticultural sector are, are probably some of the best in Zim, in, in agriculture. We, we, we live sustainably, we, you know, we, we, we live with the environment and, um, you know, you know, like I have a school on my farm um, and, and it's called a little school, but there's uh, 450 kids that go to it and there's only, and there's only 16 classrooms, um, you know, and, and this is things that we, we just, you know, so there's, there's so much more the, you know, yes, 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 we, the, the ultimate thing is that, is that we want to be profitable. But uh, I think Zim farmers are unique in, in, in one sort of prospect is, is, is that what they do, money doesn't go and sit and hide in bank accounts. It gets invested, it gets invested back into the farms um, and, and to develop it more and development more means more jobs. It's, it's only a benefit to the community in the long run. And I think for a lot of us, you know, my, my dad has been here um, on, on on this farm since uh, since the late sixties, so and and I still farm with him every day. Um, he's, he's eighty, he's eighty, and I'm very lucky. I get up and see him every single morning. Um, and and you know he has a passion for for wanting to give back to the community that that, that he's been surrounded for 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 so long. 
Um, and as I say, and you know, as 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 Josh and and Clarence have both said, there's so much more of a story that you know that that, that we can sell, and we're not just selling investing in in the farm. We're saying come and invest in us because we invest in a community, yeah. um, and I think that's also a much bigger selling point than than just saying I've I've got an avocado to sell. Yeah. yeah. Um, and also going back to your point about about having people out, you know, I would I would love to come and pick up. Um, you know, I've I've looked at this whole crowdfunding thing. Um, you know, I would love to 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 get along. You know, something along those similar sort of lines. Yeah. You know, you have a group of of like-minded people who who all have the same sort of aspirations and and dreams of where we want to get to. Yes, you know, we all want to make money. Um, I'm not going to hide from that fact. Um, but but there's that you know there's, there's there's just so much more of a story to tell. There's so much more that we can do from a community point of view, um, and and ultimately everybody becomes a winner. Yeah, yeah, Keegan, I, I just I'm lo loving this. There's a there's an old mantra mantra I was always taught in business that um, um, have uh, in business have fun make money. But I think with Zimbabwe uh, farmers, it's have fun make money do good. Just we've got so many examples with with Josh, Clarence, and and, and Graham here. Keegan, would you agree? Yeah, I think so. And that's it's not not like this call was pre-planned or anything like that. It's just that's <laughs> the angle that it's taken. And I think it just reflects the the situation that everybody's in in Zimbabwe as well. Everybody grows up with their community and works in their community their whole lives. And they just there's such a social well-being aspect to the growing of produce in Zim. And that's something really beautiful. And it's something that I think hasn't had space to sell a story over the past few years, but I think that is increasing. So um, it's one story that I definitely think that we should promote in Zim as well. Um, yeah. Cause it's there, yeah, but, whether you tell about it or not. So yeah. we might as well yeah, be speaking. Sorry, sorry, Keegan, and just to major on that, cause otherwise I'll, I'll forget cause of my short term memory. I, I think what, what that aspect that Graham states is very, 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 we've got to tell the story, Keegan, when we, when we go out um, about, and, and that's going to attract people, uh, whether they be investors or, or, or buyers if we can if we can just present that story of the likes of graham or clarence and and, and josh uh they're going to be people want to buy from people um so they're going to be attracted to them they want to find out more and then we get into that bit of getting them to taste uh josh's paprika clarence's blueberries graham's citrus and, and avocado then, then we're away aren't we and then we can get more people to come in on 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 the back of that so i, I might be what's that expression um jump to the ceiling and you might touch the stars um, but but if we can do that with this this planned trip, if we can show the best of the likes of Graham, Clarence, and Josh when we're out there by videography and, and photography and use our collective net networks, oh, Keegan, we'll be going to the right place, won't we? Hundred percent. And and this is just the spearhead. Obviously, um, there are so many people out there, and there's so many stories to tell, and we won't get around a fraction of them. If, even if we visit 10, 15 suppliers. That is a small, small, small fraction of what's actually going on on the ground there. But it definitely serves a platform to start those conversations and to start that momentum. Um, and that's really exciting. Excellent. So, so team, I'm just conscious of time. And I think we've reached a really nice pinnacle of this. So I just want to wrap up in a, in a really um, positive manner. Um, everyone, just, just tell everyone that's dialed in here. Um, we've got, I'm just looking at the, the stats. We've got people um, look at, look, dialing in from the middle of, middle of the night in the States, um, a big plethora in the in the UK and a big plethora in um, in Europe, as you'd expect. What what can we tell them about Zim horticulture, fresh produce agriculture that they don't already know that's going to excite them and excite them about following us all when we we do our planned trip at the end of April? 
What can we tell them about Zimbabwe farming and horticulture that they didn't know already that's going to going to excite them? Clarence, can you go first? Let's test it, test it, test it out. Um, okay, what can we tell? We can also, first of all, I must just also say that we, we are not only growing blueberries, we're also growing a lot of. Oh, Clarence, don't go. <laughs> so when you, when you when you buy munch two and sugar snacks from Lidl or from some place like that in the UK, they're probably. We got For us, it's more than farming. It's a way of life. It's a way of life. It's 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 a culture. We we do this to improve livelihoods. When you buy from us, when you buy from Zimbabwe, you are not only buying a product. You are changing somebody's life with the little uh, money that you put in there. With a lot of money that you put in there, you change somebody's life every day. So please listen to us. Uh, open your doors to us. We there's a lot of things have gone wrong about Zimbabwe, but there's just only now a lot of positive things going on. Uh, a lot of production. We are raring to go. We are geared to go. So please listen to us. Thank you very much. Oh, Clarence is amazing. Josh, you're amazing. Come on, tell us what, what from your perspective, what, what do we not know about um, Zim farming and horticulture that we're going to learn from you, please? Well, I think, um, Max, what we do know is that uh, when you fill out forms and you pick your country, um, if you scroll right to the bottom of that list, you'll find uh, Zimbabwe right at the bottom. It's the real, real bottom one. And, um, you know, I think uh, I think what what you'll find in Zim or what someone could find in Zim is uh, what happens in that country on the bottom of our forms list, on the bottom of every list that is uh, filled out on the internet every day. Um, what happens... Uh, what happens on small farms, small productive farms that are 2,000 meters um, in altitude above ground, surrounded by, you know, like in our case, um, we've got, uh, we're in a gold town, right? So we've got gold mines surrounding us, pressing in around us, like on every side. You know, what can you grow in these conditions? What can you grow in a, in a country that, um, you know, there's 80%, some people say up to 80% unemployment. Um, what can you What can you grow in a place where, a lot of people say it's the most fertile soil in the world. Um, you know, so it's it's an unbelievably interesting dynamic on the floor. It's 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 beautiful, and there are so many farmers. I think I think that story story is the real word here. Yeah, yeah. well done, well done, Greg. All, all the farm machinery rolling past, but um, you know. There's an unbelievable and a beautiful story being written by a lot of different farms and it's being expressed in produce, you know, um, and wonderful and awesome produce and so many different types of produce, you know, um, and uh, obviously from, you know, spices and herbs to avas and blueberries and veg and, you know, munch two peas, um, all of these kind of things. So, you know, there's a story and it's a story it's an untold story it's a story that hasn't been told before let's tell that story graham your take please some farmers are resilient eh? if, if 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 nothing else uh, we are extremely res resilient um, we're blessed with a wonderful natural environment we have skilled labor we have the land we have the weather we want to develop the community and we have just so much to offer boom Hegan, over to you. Wrap up for us. 
Yeah, sure. I mean, everybody's wrapped it up there nicely, but if you haven't been sold already, um, just look at when we hit the market. There's always a shortcoming in that market, especially in the UK and Europe. Um, those two weeks before your southern end countries really start producing. And if nothing else has sold you, um, yeah, fill fill that shelf space, fill fill that gap in the market. We're there and we, we're willing and we're hungry to 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 start those connections. So let's go out and do it. Well done, everyone. So uh, just to paraphrase, let's open the door for Zimbabwe. Let's tell that story. Um, let's look to shape and transform the future of Zimbabwe horticulture in a really positive manner. Thank you, one and all. Um, so Keegan and I are off um, end of April. If you look out for our posts um, to, to uh, find out more, and we're, we're still looking for partner sponsors to get involved, to get involved with it and gain the halo effect of everything that we're looking to achieve. So if we all collaborate, we can all make this a, a great success. Graham, thank you. Clarence, thank you. Josh, thank you. Thank you. Keegan, thank you. And we'll see you very shortly and look forward to seeing you all in Zim, hopefully. We see Thanks you very much, everybody. Appreciate the time. Thank, Thank you, everyone. Bye-bye.